Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I'm Annie. And I'm Leah. And this is Lactation Business Coaching with Annie and Leah, where we talk about the smart way to create a compassionate and professional private practice. Let's dive in. Well, hello there, Annie. Hey there, Leah. How are you? I am all right. I am, as we're recording this, putting the finishing touches on all of the content prep for clinical complexities and supplementation, which is kicking off with our deeper dive that you and I are doing with Rachel O'Brien about educating families about bottle consults that happening on May 11th, which is at the time that this comes out is tomorrow. And you can still register and join us with Rachel. And she's going to talk about all the ways that she works with families about bottle feeding, whether it's bottle refusal or how to wean from bottle to breast and how to keep bottles incorporated into a family's routine, if that's what they want to do. And that is, um, I guess you could call it our keynote for the clinical complexities and supplementation conference. So if you register for the full conference, then you are automatically registered for our deeper dive with Rachel and our early bird pricing is going to go away uh, this weekend because our first lives for the conference itself start next week. So check out paperlesslactation.com slash supplementing dash babies and learn all about the conference. And uh, we hope we'll see you at the deeper dive next week. I'm I'm excited. Really excited about both the conference and the deeper dive with Rachel. I know she's done so much blogging about the work she does around bottle feeding. And I can't wait to have that time together with her to really dive into how she's incorporating that in her business, but also just like all the amazing things she's learned and done. And I'm really excited about talking to her, but I'm also so excited about the conference. I think it's just really neat to dive into this subject because I mean, really and truly it comes up so, so often. So there's so much complexity to it. And understanding it even better is going to just help us be better lactation consultants. So once again, thank you for putting all that together and helping us learn and grow. I'm so excited to to get to be part of that. So thank you for doing that. And today we're kind of talking about something that could come along with all bottle refusals and stuff like that, but it's it's talking about, you know, ways families might be stressed and like how can we help them work through that stress or get creative ways to kind of help them, you know, just manage it because everybody just experiences life in different ways is what I've discovered when I'm working with families. And I feel like something that like is super stressing out a mom, I just really like, whoa, okay, that wouldn't be top of my list of things at this moment that would be stressing me out. So I have to like, wow, I have to really think about like, okay, you know, how can I help this family? Because this doesn't seem like 
you know, something I've experienced in my life. And so it's like, we really have to get so like inquisitive about that. I'm sure you've experienced the same where you have families experiencing like all different kinds of stressors and things we might not have ever even contemplated or experienced in our lives. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, what you're saying about like certain kinds of stress, you know, not everybody is going to see that thing as being stressful. Like I was thinking like recently about the whole, like, giving people a super bill and seeing if your insurance will reimburse. And for some people they're like, oh yeah, I'll mail it in and I'll make the phone call and I'll hassle them until they, you know, make good on, on their promise under the affordable care act. And then other people, even just like getting the super bill, like that piece of paper can feel like such a weight of stress and you don't know like (laughs) which is going to be, but it definitely affects the families we work with. And I think it's important for us to understand that nobody is immune from stress. There is nobody out there. I don't know. Maybe there's a person, (laughs) you know, birthing with the woodland fairies and the unicorns (laughs) and the dolphins, and then like everything is perfect. So, okay. But like the rest of us, everybody else, right. (laughs) We all have stress. And so, you know, looking at how we're identifying, like when they're showing us that something is stressful, I think is really helpful. Yeah. You kind of have to have like the stress radar on and sometimes you can just hear it in the words they're using. The language sounds way more intense around some certain subject, or it could just even be body language. I've seen it in families. It's like, whoa, you start going down one certain conversation and and all of a sudden you just see like their jaws clenching and their shoulders are eking up towards their ears. And it's like, whoa, okay, this is a stress point for this family. Or it might not even be the birthing parent's stress that is going to impact their journey. It could be the co-parent or, you know, another family member that is dealing with something really big in their life. And, you know, we get that trickle down or trickle to the side or ripple effect. <laughs> Maybe we should say not trickle, but a ripple of stress that like bleeds into other people's you know, experiences in life. And I know that families that are feeling an immense amount of stress tend to really have a hard time managing through more challenging breastfeeding journeys. I mean, I'm I'm assuming that everybody else is seeing that same thing. Would that be a good read from, from your perspective, Annie? Yeah. And I think that's, you know, where I know we've come a long way from, when you and I were having our babies at the beginning, you know, so many years ago, and, and we were just talking about this when we were together. In yeah. Houston, like there was so much pressure of like, you have to pick and like, are you a breastfeeding mother or are you a bottle feeding mother? And I mean, I definitely, I felt it. And like, there was that stress for it was so intense of like, I could really just be making a mistake and it's going to like, jeopardize everything and derail the whole process. And I definitely noticed, like I have clients that are less of them are caught up in that kind of stress than I think I was, or like my friends were when we were having babies, but you know, some of them, you know, when you're like educating, you have to really get creative with how you're talking to them. Like for one person, the same sentence could be seen as like motivation 
you know, like, oh yeah, that was just the encouragement I needed to, you know, right. hang in there. And then the other person hears the exact same sentences like, okay, now I'm like crushing under the weight of expectation and I, yeah. and I can't do it. And I mean, we can't know in advance what that's going to be, but we do have to be creative in modifying how we're communicating with families to recognize when what we're saying isn't landing with them. Yeah. And I think it all really starts with just being really present in your consult and, you know, really having an eye for observation of both, like we just said, the body language and the the words that the family is sharing and, you know, staying really open-minded because sometimes we might brush off a comment because we're like, okay, nobody's stressing about that, you know? And then it's like, oh, wait, that is the thing that they're stressing about, but it would never be top of your mind. I've had some of those instances where I'm just like, you know, and it's not in the realm of like, you know, perinatal mood disorder where it's like, okay, this is clearly different. It's more of like, I've never had that experience. So it wasn't even in my realm of comprehension to be stressed about that. And it's not until I get, keep my mind open to, you know, and have my radar on and then really start asking questions, you know, just like trying to understand where the, where their perspective is in the light of this stressor in their life. And I think it can be so valuable because, you know, I hear it quite often things that are said to families. It can be one sentence. Like you said, it can be one sentence that changes their whole thinking about something like you experienced, like one sentence really led you, you need to choose between being a breastfeeding mom or a bottled feeding mom. And that one sentence like led to this immense amount of stress in your life because you had all this other stuff that came with that one sentence. And of course we don't know that, but if we stay open and kind of asking those questions to really understand where they're coming from and not being too like judgmental, like, you know, let that one go. Nobody's worried about that. You know, it's like, no, this could be like another person might not have had that experience. You had Annie and could be like, whatever, like I'll choose what I want to do. Like, I don't care. And could have brushed it off with, you know, within 10 seconds, it would have never been another thought on their radar. And we have to understand that, you know, we can't really do that to families because we might be really harming them. And by not understanding what their experience is and our impact can come from either understanding or just kind of staying with blinders on and thinking that we know everything and we know what everybody's experience should be around breastfeeding. And so we're just going to keep trooping along and not really pay attention. I really do think we can up our ability to serve when we, when we kind of think through this and for me, and I I wonder for you, Annie, what are some of the things that have helped you best understand an experience that is stressful that a family might be going through? You know, the obvious one is like, like you said, asking those questions and not making assumptions. So saying like, what are your thoughts about this? Or what are you thinking? Or how has that been for you? what are your goals? You know, being really open in the questions that you're asking, but you know, something else that has been really helpful for me is to have an attitude of agreement with my clients. And so whatever they're telling me about their experience, I will just agree with it. So if they're like, and it's so funny because it, what it brings up is something that I remember this topic is like, 
bringing me back to 2007 when my, <laughs> my older child was born. But I just remember this one woman, I don't even, I can't remember her name. It's been, I don't even know how long since I talked to her, we were like, like a barbecue or a picnic. It might've been like a church thing or something. And she had had her baby like three weeks after mine, maybe a month after mine. And she came up and told me she was like, breastfeeding is so hard. So I just gave her one bottle of formula because I knew that's what I needed to do. And I felt so much better after I did it. And I just remember being like, but that's not what you're supposed to do. Like inside, I was like, but they said that if you do that, it's going to ruin everything. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, how could she do that? How could she make that choice? And now here I am a lactation consultant. And I'm like, yeah, like sometimes you just need to do that just to like show yourself that the world isn't going to come to an end if you do that and to take the pressure off. And it's, I think back about like my feelings about what she said and how unwilling I was to agree with her because of some, you know, this ideological perspective that I had that was given to me by somebody. And so, you know, thankfully I feel like I, I was, mentored well, not to bring that into my clinical practice, but it definitely is there. You know, that was my immediate reaction when she said that. And so thinking about like, what could have been different inside of me? I mean, uh, we were just friends. I wasn't like in any position over her to like guide her, but I was like, what if I had been like, Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm glad you took care of yourself. I'm glad yeah. you recognized something that you needed to do. And I'm, I'm you look great today. <laughs> you looked really tired last week and today you look rested. Right. Right. And you know, a lot of times the hard thing that takes years and years to understand is like, you don't know what somebody's gone through. You don't know what their current situation is and like what might seem like not a good idea for you or for another person might be just the thing that that person needs and I like this um, language around around all of this, like about getting curious. Like this is something that I've really tried to change my language around is instead of saying like, I got to figure that out. I got to work on that. That all sounds like really hard. You know, so if you're going to tell a parent, we got to figure this out. Like, why are you stressed? We're going to figure it out. I mean, that seems like oh my gosh, there's an end to this. We're going to figure it out. Like I got to push through until we figure it out. If we could change the language a little bit and just say like, hey, I'm really, let's get curious about what's going on for you and like what might help, you know, let's just explore that a little bit. Let's get curious. And so this idea of like changing some of the language to curiosity. So I'm working really hard on that in my own head and be like, okay, instead of thinking, I got to figure this out or I got to work on this, I'm going to be like, curious why that's coming up for me. I'm curious why I feel so stressed when I'm thinking about this. And I think we could help families have a better relationship with the things that might be stressing them and the solutions that might help lead to less stress if we could talk in this language of like curiosity. So I just invite you to kind of think about how you could word some things in your consults when it comes to your family sharing something maybe that's really stressing them out and it helps you really lead to them finding the solution. Like, Hey, let's just get curious about what are some things that we could try to figure, you know, <laughs> I was about to say figure out again. You hear me? <laughs> I'm working on it. Work in progress. But yeah, like, you know, helping them 
open up their mind to like curiosity around the stressor, curiosity about why it's coming up for them right now, and curiosity about solutions not to fix the problem. Obviously, sometimes problems aren't fixable, stresses aren't fixable, but how could we help them cope and manage in a stressful situation or a stressful event that's going on in this time in their lives? Have you heard me use the word curious? Like you're going to have to hold me accountable. I'm really working hard on this. (laughs) I like it, you know, but I also know that you're a naturally curious person. Um, You have all the questions about all the things and I'm a naturally like there's the right way and there's a wrong way. I get, I can get very in my head about like the process and like what should be happening. And for me, I guess my version, and I, and maybe I'm just like, not naturally that curious. I don't know, I guess <laughs> I, but I'm, I think for me, it's like thinking about life as like, like improv theater and just saying yes. And to whatever's happening. I like um, it. And that really helps me just get myself out of my rule maker head and just be like, they come in there. Like, well, I, I mean like, okay, like really extreme scenario. A family is like, we're only feeding our baby four times a day. And then I could be like, yes. And imagine how well your baby would be gaining weight if you fed them eight times a day. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yes. You're feeding your baby. Hooray. Like you're not not feeding your baby. (laughs) It's a start. So viewing it from like building on what's good that's there. There's always some seed of goodness that you can pull out of something and build your foundation on that in the conversation that you're having versus trying to push against somebody who's saying, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this, you know, or like, no, no, no. And then you bring like, but no, it's actually like this. And then they're like, okay, like get out of my yeah, house. And they t- I know? feel like they just tune you out. Like they can't mm-hmm. hear you. Anymore. I would. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like we have some really good solutions right now of ways that we could, maybe not solutions, but ideas of ways that we could really support families, no matter what kind of stressful situation they were going through or what's coming up for them now that they're parents and now that they're dealing with sleepless nights and crying babies, you know, all of that can bring up different life challenges for them, you know? So I think, Now we have some new language that we can use, this reminder to just be more open-minded about that a lot of people have stressors that might not make sense to us, but we can really help ourselves and them by understanding and getting creative with trying to help them work through that and and have that be part of your care plan building is to take into account those stresses. And speaking of care plans, um, if you sign up for clinical complexities and supplementation, you can attend a session by Johanna Sargent about motivational interviewing and using that to create care plans for families. I'm very excited. I've heard her speak about motivational interviewing before, and she's going to bring it specifically to talk about supporting families that are on a hard journey of having to do all the things because they're trying to get to where they want to go. Um, instead of being where they want to be, where they, instead of already being happy with how things are going, people who are trying to make a change. So, and being able to show up for families in that way, it really makes such a big difference for them feeling supported and, you know, us filling the role that we're meant to do, which is to help them put all the pieces together and support them along the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this has been a great conversation. Lots of good reminders for me. And I've got a new yes and 
language that I'm going to work on incorporating on top of my curious language. And I will look forward to getting to see you or talk with you next time, Annie. And I will have so many questions for you when we do. I will try. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Talk to you Take soon. Care, Leah. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend and leave us a review. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.